0: Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm your host, Mornay, and my co-host as usual, Aiden.
1: How's it, guys? The long international break. I've been waiting so long to see the beloved Gunners back in action.
0: It seems it wasn't like too long, this international break, because sometimes you can handle this in the beginning of the season. You can think, OK, the team can recoup in it or play. If You, you know, guys got niggles and injuries in it. But now it's almost like when you start seeing the team on some sort of run and then you start seeing this, just when we get to a certain point, bang, there comes international break of about two weeks. Kind of frustrating.
1: No, definitely frustrating. And I mean, we were just getting, like you said, in the swing of things, like, playing good football or the youngsters more than anything else. But you know, we were getting the results and they just like bang a break. But I think it gave us a good time for Tierney and I think Paladin to get up to speed and even luck as it so hopefully they will be in the in if not the starting lineup but at least the squad and play a part in our game.
0: Yeah. So on Monday night we visit Bremer Lane against promoted Sheffield United. Um the Blades have been quite unlucky in the past I mean, few fixtures. I mean, especially if you think of that Liverpool game where it took Henderson, uh, Howell, in the uh, Sheffield United goal that, you know, gave him that 1-0 defeat to Liverpool in a game which was kind of going almost like 50-50 for, you know, one... Like, I think first half, Liverpool kind of dominated. Then Sheffield United dominated, but then like, it like the runoff play. Uh, they end up getting the goal. Liverpool get the goal, so... At the moment, because I mean, many of the defeats, I mean, I've I've also checked the, you know, their run so far in the Premier League. It's, you know, very narrow margins that they, when they do lose, it's very narrow margins.
1: I watched them play a game as well. I can't remember, it was like, um, actually very early on in the season at Bramall Lane. They're a very tough team to beat. They're not going to be, you know, like, it's not going to be a walkover for points when we we come up against them. So, Arsenal, I think haven't won away from home in the Premier League since Newcastle if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think that if they, you know, it won't be a game It's going to be easy three points. going to be a game where they're going to have to step up. And
0: yes, because I mean, look, they will have to seriously up the game, you know, to get the sort of breakthrough against Sheffield United who are a team that, that, I think from the, uh, actually, the core of the team was quite tough to break down.
1: I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I
0: think it was a drop in the internet or something like that. Because I, I was just saying now, with regards to the, the squad now, you know, with Sheffield United, they're quite tough to break down. So it's going to take, you know, are we going to have a work cut out for the
1: game? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I hope that, you know, the guys step up and, you know, get us the three points that we need.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, with, with Tierney, Lacazette, said, and now all should be available for the game. And from what I've heard, Ursula uh, should or could also make a probably get a bench lock because um, Arsenal played last week, Friday, I believe, uh, you know, behind the doors, friendly against Reading and through 2 2.
1: Oh, I, I didn't know about that, uh, but uh, I saw Ozil, like wants to fight for his place at the club.
0: And I mean, with regards to Sheffield United, um, in the David, the Steven, sorry, he's been quite, you know, the a reliable in their squad because I think he's clocking something like between seven and seven point five and eight on average for uh, player ratings in the game so far.
1: What do you think we're gonna go with in the in the midfield for this game? Do you think we're gonna stick with the? Can it shaka once again and raid and Gwendosi since he even mm-hmm. likes to sometimes pack the midfield with defensive players mm-hmm. or defensive kind of game plan or do you think he's going to go, you know, allow the Willocks to get on the field and Sebayos?
0: I I mean honestly I, I I don't think we need too many holding midfielders, maybe like say two max, But I mean I would have somebody like say uh Sebayos or I mean, I, I'm not just so sure. The only thing that's what worries me mean, with Ozil, if you put him in, is he going to give us a sort of, you know, fighting the ball to get, like, fighting to get the ball back? I, I just don't know with that. Because, I mean, we all know Sebbio, so we'll fight for the ball.
1: And, and I'm just worried about Pepe as well, you know. I, just, I don't know, do we bring him from the bench or do you start him? Because I had a chat with a, another Arsenal guy, you know, just uh, standing at the park and they were talking to him and he said, like, the problem he has with Pepe sometimes is he doesn't want to release the ball. He'll rather go back and try to beat the player again. You know, he's beat him once. Then he tries to beat him again instead of, you know, trying to move the ball forward. So, I don't know, like, if Pepe should get a start or do you think, you know, he should come from the bench rather?
0: I mean, I think I think he's plays well, come at a threat if um, Lacazette is, is ruled fit for the game. Because, look, Aubameyang, he'll probably switch to left wing and uh, or right wing. And then, I mean, look, it will be quite tough on on Saka to just drop him because, look, he's been playing quite well so far.
1: Yeah, you you can't drop um, Saka at the moment. He seems like our uh, our £80 million player at the moment.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we also need to, see you know, with regards to this game, um, you know, to kind of turn on the heat on on Man City because, look, since they're kind of in defensively. And, I mean, we need to all start opening this gap further now on, on Chelsea spurs and united because you know i'm just worried by the time they get you know they start steadying their ship it could be almost like we're they you know on our backsides again so i would like to get as much space between us and them you know because i mean of course look Leicester's still another story as well that we need to deal with but i think with that with chelsea spurs they have that pedigree to you know to somehow bounce back even united with all that turmoil they're going through
1: I think I think Tottenham at the moment is a team that eats the ceiling, and it's almost like they're coming back down to earth slowly but surely. They you know reverting back to other once or because I I think Pochettino got the most out of them. I mean last season I think took a toll out of them going to the Champions League final, and they they've always become a nearly team because they've always almost won something and then they get knocked away. So I think that took a toll on them, and I think players' heads are now looking to go into kind of inverted commas greener pastures. So I think I don't know. We have to, like you said, make a a, a gap because you know Arsenal. They're the team that the wheels come off. It comes off really badly.
0: So I mean, not that much to you know also go on with regards to uh, Sheffield United. But, I mean, I just hope we honestly get the, the three points because we need some sort of performance, you know, or you know, to come back because. At the moment, we're still not, I mean, a a person doesn't really feel assured with him away from home. So, I mean, I really want a solid performance where we, you know, do the business, get a, you know, especially also bag a few goals and maybe keep a clean sheet. Because I think you were mentioning before we started the podcast about the last clean sheet away was, what, Newcastle this season. So, you know, we need to get something.
1: Wasn't our last win as well? Like, from home in the Premier League, the last win as well, wasn't it at Newcastle too?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, we've been shipping goals also left, right and centre, our way for.
1: Uh, I think our form in general in the Premier League has, has been a bit iffy. I, I, I could also be standing on correct. I'm just trying to think, think back of games in the Premier League. We haven't won by more than a one-goal margin. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, our, our, the, you know, the goals for, goals against... There's not much to write home about because it almost like we're shipping as many as we scored. And so, I mean, you can see no wonder Oslo went on like that when they got the clean sheet the other day against Bournemouth.
1: Yeah, you know, we complained that they didn't spark the the light in that game and a bit inconsistent with the game of two halves. I guess the positive we can take from that game is that we kept the clean sheet. So. It's it's something that you can build on, hopefully, and then. But maybe I think you mentioned to me in a private message, you know, sometime this week, whereby you actually said maybe Holding could be the guy to you know steady the ship at the back, like he was in that unbeaten run we had last season.
0: So you know, we swing our attention now to the midweek game on Thursday evening against uh, Victoria de Guimaraes. Uh, They're fourth in the Premier uh, League, and I mean they have got a few key players. Like uh, Lucas Evangelista, who's the central midfielder, is also somebody that's really like you know, that the, the engine in the central midfield, and then of course, the center back Edmund Topsada. He's somebody again that's going to be, besides a solid uh defender at the back, he's also quite attacking uh for from set pieces. So, he's also, I think, he's second or third highest goal scorer for them this season. So, you know, we really need to take care of that also. That to this character.
1: But I think we 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 should definitely try to push on to get the 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 three points, and I feel the the youngsters again will will try to prove something, you know. So I I feel quite confident that we're gonna go there and and get the result. Uh, it's a home game. We're playing at home oh, it's a home game. It's a home game first. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Because look uh, at the moment, uh, v- Victoria they also came off two losses so far in the against Frankfurt and Liege, so. You know, they can also have their work cut. And I think they also preparing probably for a long night because I think also away from home, they're quite, um, you know, almost like they play very overly cautious. And think that's when they start getting overrun. with. I think in the league form also. they they almost like they're too worried about, you know, conceding. So they will almost like pack the, like the defence and the midfield. So, you know, it's going to... We're going to need some total creativity in that squad to, you know, pick that lot.
1: I'm actually... Glad it's the it's the um, the home league first because when we play them in Portugal apparently because I think Braga is playing home that week as well and Braga is higher seeded I think in in Europe they actually moving our game to a Wednesday so that's why I was a bit skeptical that it was if we had to play away because then it would be playing Monday and then the Wednesday.
0: But, I mean, you know, just to hop back quickly to the, um, in regards to the Sheffield United game, I was actually having a chuckle the other day when they were talking about, um, you know, with these players that are coming back from the international break, about the rest, you know, between the the last international that they've not actually played and when they're now again available to play for the club. And I think like I think Arsenal get about 24 hours extra rest with that place now have come back because... Uh, some players even came back on Friday, I think, afternoon. So, I mean, they actually get almost like the whole weekend, you know, to, uh, besides now the whatever training that they're going to do. But they also get also time to, you know, to re- you know, get to be relaxed before the Monday game.
1: My my personal opinion is since uh, Jacqueline was quite involved in the international break, I think he deserves a, a well earned rest, actually.
0: Didn't he become a father also a week or so back? I'm sure I read something like that. He became also a father, so...
1: So so I think paternity leave as well as needed. So I think, you know, give Shaka a break and you can have someone else in that midfield trio.
0: Yes, Aidan, we all know your agenda
1: right now. So, you
0: know, where you're heading to with
1: that kind of Uh, thing. I'm just worried about the greater good for the team at all. No agenda at all. So,
0: I mean, as we're not done with the second game, because... As we said, there's not really that much to talk about this, uh, you know, with past uh, international break. Um, with, we switch our attention to some talking points. Um, Ozil's now come out again with, you know, wanting to stay and, uh, you know, also like trying to clarify various things about what's been, you know, kind of going pear-shaped with him. But I still think, he, even with him now coming out with it, I think it still leaves it open to the club where they're going you know, to decide, look, if we're going to let him go out, I don't know, because... I think Fender Bache has now put or shown interest in, in taking him on, on loan, back alone for the rest of the season. And I mean like they saw that rumors of, of DC United that want to, you know, maybe have him in the in the MLS.
1: It's a bit of a, a tricky situation because like I, I really wish Usel could, you know, give more performances of his, like what he can really produce, like you know, you saw him against, you think United when we beat him at three, 0 at the Emirates. I mean, Chelsea as well at the Emirates, but it also comes too far and few between. So I, I feel like, I, like I want to keep on to him, but I guess you know, for the good like the greater good of the team, I do think he probably needs to move on.
0: I mean, I just think that, you know the way the football at Arsenal is developed and. Look, I don't know how things will go when, like, say, when when um, Emery moves on as well, and we get in another coach, or you know, so you just wonder where will we fit in? Because look, Emery will now probably do another brand of football, and then when say the next coach comes in, they will try to somehow have that Emery way of playing, but still tweak it again, more, you know, a bit more to the you know the the style. So still. He looks already lost now, so I mean, how would he not be, like, say, under another coach or
1: whatever? I think I think um, I read an article of Juan Mata where he spoke out. He said, like, the reason why we was struggling and some a lot of the players now recently is that football, you know, it's always evolving. You know, at one stage it was always important to have a number ten in your team, a guy who's just roaming behind the striker, but now it's like almost evolving away from having a number ten because. Everybody has to chip in on defense now. So it's like Uzel's gameplay almost changes now by him having to actually start chipping in defense, which he's not kind of used to. So it's like the game is moving past, just being a pure number 10. Look at David Silva and De Bruyne. They were number 10s, but they're getting stuck in now, you know, deep in midfield, collecting the ball, tackling everything, working for the team. So either Uzel has to evolve, or the game's going to get past him.
0: But I mean that that is also my. I guess we've been. I mean, of course, kind of hopping on also with with uh, say somebody like Jaka because you know like if he does not adapt his game to the way we play now or he tries to play a similar role to what uh, to is playing at the moment or a similar role to what Guidos is playing, then I mean you see him also. He that's sort the of position also dying out because he does not have the legs to do the say tracking back because I mean you you already see the when when teams he does on the break. Like, watching it turn, it's like, I mean, with all due respect, it's like watching Mertesacker turn and trying to track back to someone. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Mertesacker, you know, at, at least not lose his man consistently like Shaka has. Yeah.
0: So, the next point that I want to bring up, are you concerned about Liverpool, you know, catching up with that invincible record? I was like...
1: Yes, I am. I, I look. I, I think it all the time. I actually think it all the time in my in the back of my head. I'm like, please just lose one game. Please just lose one game. Please just lose one game. I'm literally begging for Liverpool to lose this one game, and the rest they can go on because I like you. One, they see a little, you know, there's a chink in the armour. I don't know where it's going to come from. And the worry is, even United normally was the team that, you know, no matter how good Liverpool does, United would sometimes put them in their place. But I don't see that happening there. Then we almost, start, like, you know, have to hope and play that City gets the job done. So I'm actually really worried. And what, what's your thoughts on that?
0: No, I mean, I, like, okay, I'll i just tell you say, like, like, the way I used to always feel going into every season, even though I know, okay, we're not going to be title you know, down the years, over the last few years now. But for me, it's almost like whoever has that zero under their, their, their loss column, I just want to see one going there. So, like with Man City,
2: <laughs> yes.
0: you know, Man City can run away with the league, but I just want them to get the one knocking. You know, I mean, like, I can feel like I can breathe a sigh of relief. The same with, uh, will probably be with Liverpool as well. Where it will come. Because, look, they are for me, they are a fantastic team. Probably the most complete squad at the moment if you put them through, you know, against all those top European teams or so. But, I mean, at the moment, if you look at this in the last five games, they just don't look... It's not like they're, 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 you know, they're, they're actually wobbling a bit. So you actually can see... Look, the defeat could come anytime soon. But, I mean, it's not like they'll rather take the heat in the Champions League, but it's not like they're going to do whatever they can to, you know, keep that uh, record going in the in the Premier League. And... At the moment, like, look, Sheffield United showed also, if you play a certain type of football against it, they don't like it because... I'm like, you, at, at us catch, we'll catch up to them probably So later on in the season, you know, when the, when the games really pile on, because from what I heard now, the the the, um, the fixture congestion for the end of the year is going to be hectic. I can tell you that.
1: I, I think a, they, they're very dependent on... The front and that Firmino uh, Mane and so uh, whether or not if one of up an injury they can step up I mean the Invincibles was a kind of quite deep squad which you know was kind of special that if uh, Robert Perez was injured you could have a, a Ljungberg in the squad you know, not that Ljungberg wasn't for a choice but like a Leungberg could slot in in his position and you had the, like you know additional players in the squad who could cover but I think with with those three, if they had to get injured or two of the three of them get injured, you could see a total swing of the pendulum and, you know, hopefully they get that one out under the column. They quite quite close last season, to be honest. Yeah, they were like, you know, that game against Man City with a ball when Firmino was not Mane got the ball like a few centimetres just on the line. It could have been, you know, just put over. That could have been a 2-2 draw and, you know, they would have been kind of invincible and so maybe not have won the league.
0: Yeah, but I mean, for me now, it's just, you know, that thing is, as I said, now my major concern. So I just hope that that knock... But, you know, sometimes I have a feeling, you know, that when you watch Premier League and that stuff, it's like a defeat can also come when you least expect it. I mean, look like at, at the way Norwich outplayed uh, Man City and then they get... Was it Norwich or... Was it where they got tonked to one uh, the week after? Was it Norwich?
1: I don't I know Norwich. I got Tonk to Aston Villa last week got a five something or four nil something like that if I, if I remember correctly. So it's like they the those defeats like you said it, it comes out of nowhere. Even Man City last season when they lost to Crystal Palace at the Etihad. So you you never know when these things happen. A, a talking point I actually know is I read an article about, you know, they're speaking about Leno, how he can't see its goals, and, like, comparing his record to Czech and to, you know, David Seaman, they kind of say he's a bit of a shaky goalkeeper. But, reading that article, I don't know if it's just journalists trying to sell papers, because you can't really compare, because if you look at the defence Leno has in front of him, it's, it's, like, I think if it wasn't for Leno, we would have been worse off.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, look at that, uh, that game against, like, say, Tottenham. When Look, Tottenham, when they were 2 0 up against us, it was also a game where we could have really shipped even more because there was a period where we just could not get to the ball. And I mean, he made that one save was from Ericsson or, or Son, We, you know, that ball, you could see that ball was careering into the top corner and he managed to pull off a save. It was close to half time, I think. And it's, it's moments like that where it's like it becomes turning points also for a goalkeeper in a match where that could be, you know, that, that little decision where we could have ended up getting, you know, shipping a third and who knows even if we would have made a comeback to make it say 3-3, but that almost like allows you to, you know, keep that chance. It's almost like where they say, you know, it was like next goal is important for like, when you 2 up. Yes. And when Lakers had scored, it almost like started swinging the pendulum our way again.
1: My biggest gripe at the moment is that is Spurs and United are are kind of worse off than us. I mean, we start of the season, I mean, third place currently. We would have taken it, like, you know, with your end of foot. But it's almost like they try to turn any turmoil Arsenal have. Like, you know, if, if somebody in Arsenal has a flu, they'll say the entire Arsenal camp stuck with a virus or something like that. They brought up the proportion. Like, I don't see them hopping on Man United and Spurs saying that they actually in a real rut you know, they're in bad shape. At the moment you've the third place in the log, if we take a knock against Sheffield United, there's like a crisis at Arsenal.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's also come to a stage where, you know, we've also made this this problem as our own baby because we are supposed to be dispatching teams like this. You know, let's face, if we are to be really serious, I'm not saying title contenders, but, you know, where we can really embed ourselves in a third or fourth spot, then we need to be putting away teams like this because we're allowing every time we... Because it's not like when you, when you get almost like a real uh, reality check. It's like when you see say Watford playing us almost like off the park for more than a half, like, you know, almost like an hour. And then you watch them play the next week, say, against a Man City or Liverpool or whatever. And they get totally wiped, you know, wiped across the pitch. And then you think to yourself, did we actually lose to this team or did we actually draw to this team? And that is where the, the, the thing is we. Emery needs to get it in there, because I think that is where we, we seriously, seriously lack.
1: I think if we take if that two points dropped against um, Watford, I mean, we could have been ahead of Man City.
0: Mm. Yeah, but I mean, for me, you know, it also makes the, the chase interesting. I mean, not not for me yet, because as I told you now earlier, I still think that that gap, we need to still open up further with, with Chelsea Spurs United. And I mean, who knows like how this, uh, this season will still pan out? Because look, they haven't really had, you know, injuries yet, or you know, with things are not adding up against them again. But I mean, it would be interesting to see how we, uh, you know, d- uh, put some heat on on Man City. But, you know, before because I mean, you know for a fact they're gonna try to fix whatever uh, you know deficiencies that squad has in January. You know that for a fact. And I think with us again, this is also like blends into my my next talking point with a January transfer window. I don't think we should actually sign anybody because if you think of of, of the amount of players that are coming back, and if that that, that sort of hunger desire comes from you know every department like that, especially those players that are coming back injured and want to get to that first eleven, then I mean that's going to be a awesome fight you know in like you know whether the people start fighting for their place in the squad.
1: Let's let's hope it be. Comes at least. I hope the guys fight for the place in the squad because we've seen many times down the years at Arsenal, you know, where we thought we've said, you know, they're coming back as a new signing, and boy, did they not be a new sign.
0: So, I on now, before I wrap off now, the, the podcast, I want to now add, like, with regards to like this news that I also had regarding. Eintracht Frankfurt, I don't know if you heard anything of it, but the away fans have been banned from the Emirates for the uh, um, the tie, I think in a couple of weeks' time, or three or four weeks' time, because of that crowd trouble. There were like three or four offences that they committed by um, UEFA, they were charged by UEFA. So they will now have no fans in, in the Emirates for um, their the away tie at Arsenal. Hopefully by then we... Uh...
1: All but they have almost qualification sealed.
0: Maybe can take some, even the keepers also, you know, pre, you know
1: number three keeper to get game. I would like Martinez to maybe get a, a, a show in the Premier League. But, you know, I don't want Leonard to be injured, but I think, I don't know, when when, when you can just throw him in, mean, don't take an unnecessary risk, you know, and Martinez, you know, throws a, throws his chance away. But he, for me, he's been one of the guys that's impressed when, when called upon. Should I say?
0: Yeah. So you know, fingers crossed for Monday night. I mean, that we should be getting the points, you know. We we almost like we need to also turn up. It's not like you know, it's not going to be a given anyway. But you know, let's hope for something positive for for the away game. Come on, you Arsenal.
1: Quick, quick question before you go: Are you going to be supporting tomorrow, United or Liverpool? Do you want that? to become a one under Liverpool or do you want United to have zero points and we can open the gap on them?
0: Uh, I To be honest with you, I'm going to probably be watching it as a serious, serious neutral. Normally, <laughs> I, yeah, with you, I would normally be siding with somebody but for me, it's almost like I would laugh if, uh, you know, United lose because they go into the relocation zone and it would be also funny if United somehow, with their miserable form, Slap thing <laughs> against Liverpool Against all odds And you know Our Invincible record Survives another season
1: Okay Sitting on the fence Like me I see then
0: <laughs> Okay guys, take
1: care. Okay Bye Cheers guys